pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. McFeelies. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I am your host, Erin McGathy. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this new episode with one of the most incredible women I have ever met. And I am I am honored to say that I am related to her. The guest on the podcast this week is my Mima, Mary McGathy. And uh, you will find out shortly why Mary McGathy is is so lovely and amazing. Uh, this week was her 90th birthday, which is incredibly exciting. And she's just she's so great. And I'm so excited to share her with you. Um, that sounds weird. That sounds weird. But you know what I mean? I'm so excited for you to uh, to listen to her and to um, maybe be heartened by her. We talk about her life growing up and dating, I, f- I find out some some very exciting um, uh, uh, salacious details about her about her dating life growing up and meeting my grandfather. And uh, she's she's lovely. Uh, but before I get to that interview, uh, I'm going to be doing something new here on the podcast. In addition to these podcast episodes. As most of you know, I am in Ireland right now as of the recording of this episode. You may be listening to this way, way in the future. And who knows, I could be the queen of Barcelona. Um, please don't be offended if you are in Barcelona. I know there's no queen of Barcelona, uh, but there should be. It's, it's a, No, there shouldn't be. Everyone should be a queen of Barcelona. I just, I love, I do love Barcelona. If I have any, um, uh, Catalonian listeners, please email me at thisfeelsterrible.com and uh, let me know what part of town you live in. I don't know. I enjoy Barcelona. I digress. Anyway, I am in Ireland right now, and uh, I don't know how long I will be here. My my visa is up in the air right now. Like It couldn't be any more up in the air. And so uh, a bunch of things have to happen in order for me to stay here. And where I am right now, uh, emotionally, <laughs> and, uh, and intellectually, and logically, uh, I would like to stay here. Uh, I would like to start a life here. And um, my dream, my dream would be to stay here, because it is my favorite place in the world. And I, I just, I, I, I really just love it so much. Um, I, my dream would be to stay here and then, and then fly back and forth to the, to the United States for uh, work, et cetera, which, um, which I've, I'm getting to do a little bit of. And I'd like to continue to do that. I think that's the, that's the dream. That's the McGathy dream right now. But, uh, you know what? Who knows? Who knows? It is 
totally likely that in a few weeks, I'm going to be talking to you from someplace in the United States. Not sure what I'm doing. I may go back to LA, but that is very loaded for me. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But who knows? I may end up just being back in LA. And uh, everyone will say to me, like they did this summer, like, I thought you moved to Ireland. And I'll have to say, well, I tried, but let's let's hang out, um, which I'm, I'm going to be. Honestly, like, I'd like to say that I, I'm not I'm I'm not worried about that, <laughs> about that happening. And I'd like to say that uh, I don't I don't care what um, what people think. I think I'm getting to a place of not caring what people think, but part of me still is wanting people to not think that I'm some, you know, flighty move around the world or which isn't a bad thing. And, uh, and I don't, I don't know what my, I don't know what my issue is with that, with, with worrying that people, I guess it, like, I don't, I'd like to be in one place for a period of time and I'd like to, um, you know, put down some roots and just be a little more grounded than I've been in the last year. The last year, you guys, I've lived in so many different places in the last year and uh, mostly out of my, out of my beloved suitcases, which I've used so frequently in the last year. I, they're like my family. Um, and I'd like for it to be, le- I'd like to be less familiar with my suitcases. I'd like to not see them as much. I'd like to be a little more surprised by the state they're in or, you know, whether or not the zippers work. Like right now, I know every detail to every one of my suitcases. And I, and I like to, I'd like to not. I'd like, I'd like a little bit of distance. Anyway, this is all to say that while I'm here in Ireland, I've been doing these uh, kind of field recordings uh, at different things that I'm going to and different Irish cultural things. And um, it's not really, they're not really, this feels terribly <laughs> um, they are a little bit like sometimes I ask people about relationships just because that's just me. I, I am, um, interested in relationships and trying to be in a better relationship with myself and with the world and with potential partners, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but a lot of it is kind of like travel recording, which I, d- I don't know if you, I don't know if I've told you guys this. I think maybe I've hinted at it and then maybe I've had I think I've had some recordings on the podcast before, but a really big passion of mine is um, travel journalism. <laughs> um, can you have a passion that's like an actual <laughs> an actual field that people go into? Uh, I'm not I'm not a journalist. Um, I I don't I don't have any journalism degree or anything. Uh, I though yesterday I was looking looking up online courses for journalism because I love travel journalism and just like immersive um you know I love traveling who doesn't well people don't there are some people who don't love traveling but you know I'm not I'm not I'm not a I'm not a rare case uh when I say that I enjoy traveling but I may be rare in the fact that like I I almost always have my Zoom recorder with me. And if I don't have my Zoom recorder with me, I have my voice memo app on my iPhone at the ready, which is actually quite good. Um, the recorder, the recording uh, technology on the iPhone is actually is, is surprisingly good. And so I have tons and tons of recordings built up 
uh, many over the last year, going to different Irish places and interviewing people also between you and me in this last year when I've, you know, I'm just getting to know people here. And um, I, I think I did this, I definitely did this when I was younger as well. Like in order to talk to people, like I've always wanted to, I always, I like talking to strangers and I, especially strangers in new and exciting places. And I like learning about people's culture, but, uh, it's, so it's, it's a lot easier to talk to people and talk to people about their culture. If you have a microphone with you sometimes, um, and, and I'll go, I mean, especially, especially as a woman, it's, the, for me, I feel a little more protected with a microphone. Like it doesn't, there's no mistaking that I'm just, you know, chatting up some lad in a pub if I start asking him about like his dating history and stuff, uh, which obviously would seem naturally like I was hitting on him. So I, I have these recordings built up and uh, I'm going to release some uh, Irishening mini episodes where I take you guys along with me to some some different things that I've been to and they're just like little travel episodes and so those will be those will be pop- popping up in this same feed in addition to this podcast and I just want to sh- I just want to play something for you I think the first one that I'm going to release is uh is from the plowing championships that I went to a couple weeks ago and I am assuming that 90% of you Probably more than ninety percent of you don't know what the plowing championships are. But when I first when I first came to Ireland, everyone was like, "Ah, oh, you have to go to the plowing. Go to the plowing. Go to the plowing," because it is it is a quintessentially um, Irish country thing to do, and it is is so it's so culturally rich and specific. And what it is is like an actual it's an expo, and then an actual championship for farmers in Ireland where they have actual fields and they compete against each other plowing those those fields and there're also there also there's tons of livestock and um there're just bunches of different farmers and different like farming technologies and there's also uh there there's a shepherd dog championship which I got to see which is fascinating uh, but I'm going to play you this uh this clip um I interviewed a young farmer named Michael, who had just inherited his family farm, and he's from Cork, which is in the uh, in the south of Ireland. And I, I talked to him for a little while, and, I, I, and towards the end, I asked him what he did to uh, relax. And so this, if just to put a put a picture to what this this man looks like he's he's like a like like a strong stocky looking guy red hair red beard um kind of kind of an imposing figure like and clearly clearly looks like he he works really hard with his arms like he has like a farmer's body and a farmer's gait which i learned is this like wide legged gait which someone told me or someone theorized that that was because of uh, of the mud and wearing like these big boots and you kind of have to have like a wide stance in order to keep the boots on your feet. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. But any, anyway, before I play you this interview with my Amima, um, I just said that like Dave Horowitz, Dave Horowitz is uh, a listening uh, friend of the podcast, Dave Horowitz. Uh, boy, I really have have a great time. Have a great time with myself. Oh, Oh, I'm glad you're here, though. 
I really, I really am. I'm imagining you listening to this, which is in the future. And I'm pretending like I'm not alone <laughs> here in my rooftop room on the north side in Dublin. Uh, but here we go. This is just this just a little clip from my interview with uh, Farmer Michael at the Plowing Championships. What do you do to relax, to decompress? <laughs> is, the, is the answer inappropriate? No, 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 not me. Um, I'm, as you, I, I build fair models. Yeah. I have, okay, cool. you know, so That's I do. Nice. That's and like I'm into Mini Coopers, I like my Mini Cooper oh, okay. cow. Like, <laughs> That's kind of a surprising hearing about a farmer driving around a Mini Cooper. <laughs> like a bear in a dog box. Yeah. Um, but like, are there movies or TV that you like? Well, yeah, like I would, but I like I like my action films. I like my my army films. But yeah. when you get time to sit down, yeah. yeah and yeah. as you said, de- decompress. If I go down the field and go fencing, that's me doing. That's me. Turn off the phone. Walk down the lane. Oh, do you do all your work in silence, or do you ever listen to music? Or oh, you have to have radio, bed, darling. I have earmuffs. <laughs> I have I have earmuffs on. I have earmuffs on for making, and I. You have to have radio. You have to. Yeah, have yeah. Music. music is the key to keep going. What is the best kind of music to listen to while you're farming? Oh, uh, uh, I'm a country. I'm, I like my country, and I okay. like and I like my musicals. I like Les Mis. Oh, you do. I, I like <laughs> what are your Le, favorite musicals? I like Les Mis. Les Mis is okay. my Les Mis okay. is my best. I love Les Mis. So you um, listen to Les Mis while you're farming. That's great. What's your favorite uh, song from Les Mis? Take him home. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much to uh, to Michael for letting me for letting me interview him. Um, obviously, it's very very surprising and delightful to find out that an Irish farmer is listening to Les Mis out on the fields. So uh, you can look forward to that and more things like that in upcoming mini-sodes. Uh, but let's get on to my interview with my Mima. Uh, so why why is my Mima Mary McGathy, such an incredible person and somebody who means so much to me? Uh, I will give you some background. I, I believe I have talked about this on the podcast before, but the reason why she is a, a very important figure in my life is uh, is because when I when my when I was seventeen and my mom passed away. Um, if you're a new listener to the to the show, uh, my mom passed away when I was a teenager, and when she passed away, everything um, my whole family structure really fell apart very swiftly, and everything changed uh, naturally as it's one to do when when um, when your mom passes away and uh, me and my dad and my brother were were all kind of like spiraling and not communicating very well and it was a very chaotic hard time and my grandmother my mima came out to stay with us in San Diego for I believe almost a year and in that time she like when when I found out that she was coming out, I was so thrilled. I've always been so fond of her. She's super smart and a really wonderful listener, and she never pushes her will on anyone else. She's the least codependent person I've ever met, and that like she never ever tries to fix anyone or change anything. She just lets everyone be themselves, and her biggest priority is just making herself happy, which in turn makes everyone happy around her. Uh, when she came out to stay with us in San Diego, at the time, the year after my mom passed away, I felt 
in my family, I felt really, um, I did not feel seen or, uh, or heard or understood. And it was a really hard time in, in my relationship with my father and he remarried. And that was, um, there was a whole, whole mess that came along with that. And my Mima was there. And, and I, if I, if I was to watch like, you know, footage of me talking to my grandmother in this time when I felt like no one was, was listening to me. And on top of my mom dying and my, my relationship with my dad going south, I was also 17, <laughs> which is a very difficult age. And my Mima was so patient with me. And in a, in a time where like I was really fighting to be the, um, the creative, uh, weirdo that I am now or just myself <laughs> I uh I, I was just I was just really misunderstood and I think that uh that my dad and and me we were both still kind of hoping that I would you know let go of all the all the creative wild things I wanted to do and just like you know go into teaching or whatever and everyone else in my family was kind of waiting for me to stop doing all the performing arts things I was doing and art thing things and everything and just like waiting for that phase to pass. And my Mima was the only person who really encouraged me. And uh, one of the things that she did, which we talk about in the podcast, which sounds like such a small thing, but, and I, and I can feel my, I can feel my chest tightening and, and my, my body just choking up thinking about this. But when uh, I, you know, going through this time, I had no control over anything and I I felt like my dad hated me and and like like my my entire life that I had known up until that point was just was just over um when I had no control at all I really I really really wanted to dye my hair uh red and not just red I wanted to dye it run lola run red which is an extreme color red. And um I told I told my Mima that and she she immediately took me to the store and uh we picked out hair color and I can remember like we went to Hot Topic and this is this is a couple years before I actually worked at Hot Topic which I did at some point but uh we went to Hot Topic which was a store that I never went into because I was always kind of afraid of it and we picked it out and I can remember going in there with her and just the whole time kind of waiting for her to call my bluff or her or I was going to call her bluff, I guess, and just just see her say, like, look, like you don't mess up your hair. Don't dye your hair. This is not a natural color. You're going to look like a clown, et cetera, et cetera. A bunch of things that she could have said. But instead, she was like, great, let's do it. And we got this hair color and we went back to the house and we dyed my hair. And it was so meaningful to me. And it looked absolutely ridiculous. Uh which I th I think at the time maybe Ma and I joked about, but it was it was wonderful, it was great. Um, also, my Mima, who I just said is ninety, has lived in uh, her house, which is in the in the Panhandle of Florida, on the uh, on the Gulf of Mexico, and she is she's fine post uh, Hurricane Matthew, but she's lived there for forty years, and she's lived there by herself since 1988 and it's the it's the only house in my family that I've grown up with 
that's that's like a like a family home. And so every time I go there, I feel I feel this this uh, this very uh, homely feeling. I, I grew up moving around a lot, so it's it's meaningful for me in that way. And I was able to visit with my Mima this summer when I was driving through the United States on the live tour of This Feels Terrible. And I was so nervous to, to interview her. And we were, uh, Potty and I were staying with her for a few days. And I kept on putting, putting off interviewing her. And then finally we did it. And I, I don't know why I was so nervous to interview her because I didn't, I didn't want to ask her the wrong questions. And, also, while, while I was interviewing her, you can't really hear it in the interview, but for a good half of it, I felt myself just fighting back tears because I really regretted not talking to my grandmother about all of this, all the things that we talk about earlier and just, I don't know, just like fighting back tears because I, because I just love her so much. She's so, so lovely. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty long intro for you. Maybe my longest intro ever. But uh, anyway, here we go. Please enjoy this this interview with my grandmother, my mima, Mary McGathy. Morning. <laughs> How are you, Miss Erin? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for allowing this interview. <laughs> well, thank you, darling, for being with me. Don't you know how much your grandmother loves you? <laughs> I, I always forget. I need to be reminded constantly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you must be short of a six-pack. <laughs> uh, that has been said. Uh, so, Mima, I, I know some of the answers to these questions, but... Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in the little town of Florella, Alabama. And what year What year were you born? 1926. And what was Florella like in oh, that it time? Was, it was great. It was yeah. great. You could go anywhere. And we had a great big lake we could swim in. Yeah. And it, it, I had a good childhood. Yeah. Very good childhood. How long were you in Florella? Until I was sixteen. What were you? What were you like as a as a teenager? Terribly fat. <laughs> no, I've seen pictures of you from that time. I don't think you were fat at all. Oh, I was. I was. Do you think you really were? Oh, I know I was. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful, but fat. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that was that hard being fat? <laughs> Well, was it was it as much of a thing as it is now? Which yes, is a, I was. Ve I was very conscious of it, honey. Very mm -hmm. conscious of it. Very okay. conscious of it. Did your Did your mom ever mention it? Oh no, she yeah. just fed me good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you when you were when you were a kid? What was your What was your interaction with uh, with with boys and did you have crushes? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was dating like in the in the forties? When you had a crush, what would what was the thing to do? Well, I had little boyfriends, and who was and, your first little boyfriend? Oh, his name was Brabham Crow 
Bravo. <laughs> really? Crow Braga? Yeah. Bravo? Yeah. Uh, what was Crow like? And what was, oh, was Crow was, a nickname? He, or? He, no, I, I don't know whether it was a nickname or not, honey. I really, I really, I think his name was Clifford Crow. I think that was a family name we okay. called him Crow. Okay. <laughs> and what was Crow like? Oh, he was very handsome. Very <laughs> handsome. What, if he looked, did it, was he like dark and handsome or? No, he was blonde and handsome. Blonde, a blonde, blonde boy named handsome. Crow. Oh, yeah. yeah, blonde and handsome. And what did, what did you guys do together? Oh, he would come out every Saturday mm -hmm. and, and he and his little friend, and they'd visit on Saturday at the mm -hmm. house. And what would and, you do? And, oh well, we just played games and you know just kids, just yeah, yeah. kids, just what, kids. What kind of games did you play? Oh Lord, I <laughs> that you know I'm 89. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what kind of games we played. <laughs> Anything you can remember is is great. But but. Oh, we we played board games and things like that, honey. Sure. I'm gonna grab a bowl so you don't have to hold the the mic. Oh, this is a cool seize bowl. All right, we do the and, uh, okay. So with Crow, how how old were you when you were when you were dating Crow? Well, it really I really wasn't dating him. Right. That was my first boyfriend. Okay. They <clears throat> they moved. Mm -hmm. uh, to to Valparaiso, they moved to Valparaiso, Florida. Was that far away? And and well, it was. It seemed like it was far away to me then. I moved mm -hmm. just not too far from here, as far as that goes. That right, are yeah. from Florida, mm -hmm. but um, oh, my my uh, dating times came more because I graduated from high school when I was sixteen. Right. Yeah. Because you're because yeah, yeah. you're pretty smart. Huh. Well, I was I, <laughs> pretty yeah, clever. Yeah, I, I graduated when I was 16, mm -hmm. and I sent applications in to go to nursing school. Came back, I was too young. Mm -hmm. I had to wait until I was 18. Well, I didn't want to stay in the little one horse town. Right. And I had a friend, a couple of friends that, from Florida that were went to the University of Alabama Hospital mm -hmm. there. It was called Hillman at that time. Mm -hmm. So they told the superintendent of nursing that they had a friend. I had all the qualifications except age. Right. I was a high school graduate, mm -hmm. and, and I, uh, but I, didn't, I was not old enough mm -hmm. because they had turned me down at several hospitals that I had applied because of my age. It was the war. Mm -hmm. 1941. Mm -hmm. The boys had gone into the National Guards. They'd called them in out of the service. I mean, out of school to go into the service. And she, she said they needed student nurses very bad. So she says, you tell your friend to come on, and I won't ask her for her age. Ah. But if she anyone does ask her, just say she's 18. Did you always want to be a nurse? No, not really, not really. Yeah. When I was, uh, uh, I really wanted to go into art. Really? I really wanted to go into art. How do you know that? Oh, yeah. What, what kind of art? Uh, more commercial art than anything else, honey. Design? Or? Yeah. Yeah. 
What were your favorite things to do artistically? Oh, I just, like other kids, I mean, I like to paint and draw things, and, and I, I like literature and art and music. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like physical ed. Okay. <laughs> sure. But, but, I mean, it was, that was my, my preference. Why did you decide to go into nursing, or was that? It, it was sort of decided for me because... Mm-hmm. My father, bless his heart, he was a very, very good man. Mm-hmm. But his 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 take on back back in that day and age, mm-hmm. a girl a, a girl doesn't need to go to college. She's just mm-hmm. gonna go and get married anyway. Right. <laughs> and as I said, I was determined. I wasn't going to stay in a little one horse town for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. And I was going to do something with my life. Mm-hmm. So this what. What was the next best thing? Okay, if I couldn't do that, by golly, I would just, I'd try to get into nursing. I was going to have further education. Yeah. Further education. What was that like, having your friends be called away to war when you were that young? Well, it was very scary, honey. I I mean, I was, when I was 16, uh, uh, as I say this, I remember sitting in the drugstore, there in Florida because we don't that's a very small town and that's where we'd go and sit and have a soda or what have you and and it was I heard the announcement where they had bombed Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. and it was it was a very scary thing very scary thing because all the young men they were either drafted or, or my brothers were in the National Guard so mm-hmm. so they all went yeah and I obviously don't know what that's like at all, but I'm imagining myself as a teenage girl, like being a very dramatic teenage girl. And on top of that, the war happening. How did how did teenagers handle this? The teenagers now don't deal with this here in the United States. What was? Well, there was, of course, uh, USO and dating the boys and the service. You know that would come there in Birmingham and whatever meeting various ones and and USO and and the whole whole deal there that I mean it was it was scary I mean it, for, for the boys but I mean they they were they were all just young men just fighting for the country yeah how did you how did you feel about that part about being a young woman and having your friends and your brothers be pulled away did you feel lucky to be a woman did you feel powerless? No, actually, when I, when uh, I went in to nursing, it was under the cadet corps, the mm-hmm. nurses' cadet corps, and they could have called me back in, you know, if the war had not ceased. Mm-hmm. If the war had not ceased, I would have gone directly in. Mm-hmm. But by the t- 1946, you know, uh, the war it was over. Mm-hmm. The war was over, and I know. Uh, then, of course, that was when I met Pink, mm-hmm. and he. In fact, it was on a blind date. Really? I, I, I was, <laughs> how did, how did that I, happen? I, I, I so this was. This I was. My grandfather. I was. Kind of, I was. I was. My. I was engaged to a young man from Florida. Really? Wait. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> But it, it was well. It was, it was uh, uh, Randall Smith. Okay. Okay. And and uh, well, it was over a New Year's mm-hmm. deal, and some of the girlfriends said, "Come on, uh, 
we got these guys. We met these guys and mm-hmm. uh, go out with us yeah. on New Year's. Yeah. What about and Randall? I said, I Is Randall said, no, just out of well, town? No, no, he was out of town. I mean, okay. not, he wasn't in Birmingham. I right, mean, right. Was, how did you? How did? Yeah. How did? He, but, how long had you been seeing Randall? Oh. In high school, honey, in okay. high school. And then how did but, he, had he proposed to you and you had, well, I mean, this is, this is a well, very it, interesting thing. Well, it, it, it was more or less a sort of an understanding, an okay. understanding. Okay, I just because you had yeah, been going yeah, together yeah. and then, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. so no, 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 it was New Year's, it was New Year's, and they um, kept asking, come on, go out with us, go out with us. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, oh, no, 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 no. It was the first and the only blind date I ever had in my life. Right. So, anyway, oh, there's this extra guy, and he needs a date. Okay, what are you going to do? We're going to go dancing. Well, this is right. wonderful. I love to dance. Mm-hmm. Just used to love to <laughs> dance. <laughs> and, right. Well, I meet. When it comes up, they introduce us. This is, this is pink. Well, I thought, well, maybe it's because he had some red in his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't it. Right. <laughs> that wasn't it. Found out that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we he was so he was so nice. I mean he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't like some of those doctors around there <laughs> we'd go out with some of the interns. What, what were they like? Oh, they were they were wild. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How? Huh? How how were they wild? Oh, you're getting a little bit personal. I was lucky though. I lived on the bottom floor, and we right. we had we 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 had rigged the windows where we could go in and out behind the shrubbery. <laughs> Thank God they didn't catch us and throw us out. <laughs> but no, he he was he was he was so nice. He really was. And it and was, he was in it was, the military at the time. Oh, what well, he had just he had just been discharged in the military. Mm-hmm. Just been discharged. And he was a brand new civilian, and and he had plans to uh, go to college and study law. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that that night we go out to this nightclub. And guess what? Hmm. He couldn't dance. <laughs> Was that a deal breaker for you at the time? Well, I, I was thinking it was because mm-hmm. he, we were laughing and teasing, and mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh, I'm going to marry you." And I thought, "Well, I guess you will." Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Did you tell him you were engaged? Or there were, no, no, no. I didn't need to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, then then we start. We every weekend. I mean, he would come from the university, and we'd go out on a date. Mm-hmm. And, and we just fell in love. And, yeah. And our graduation was actually in June, but I had to wait until August to fill in the time before uh, uh, I actually did my state board. Mm-hmm. But, but that's when we married was in August, August the 24th, 1946. <laughs> <laughs> What did you in your when you were when you were dating? What were your dates like? Did you go to movies or? Yeah, uh, movies and and really just talking and mm-hmm. just 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 what young people do. Yeah, <laughs> just what young people do. Did you? But, so so back like 
Were you were you dating other people while you were seeing Pink? Because it's no, 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 not I, not after I met Pink and mm-hmm. and we started really knowing about each other and what have you. Yeah. Did how did you break the news to Randall? I know I keep on hammering on about mm-hmm. Randall, but I'm just <laughs> just wondering. Dear John. Really? <laughs> <laughs> did you write him a letter? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's it. Let's start. I mean, it's just it's it's interesting. Yeah, did you yeah. when you when you married Pink, was he? I mean, what was he like? I don't even. I mean, I was I was very young when he passed away. But I, he, he was very handsome. Uh, yeah, I've seen a picture. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. handsome. Where do you think you got your good looks from? <laughs> you. <laughs> No, he he was he was what you would call a gentleman, honey. Mm-hmm. He he really was. You couldn't help but love Pink. Yeah. What was it like being witness to everything that Pink was doing with NASA? It was great, as far as that goes. I mean, Fabulous. they they, they rolled out the red carpet for everybody with NASA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it it, it was it was great. I I really liked it, especially for mm-hmm. the for my children to get to move from place to place, and mm-hmm. and and you know, there's there's nothing like moving around and traveling for a good education. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, I know and that. I know. I I feel like that this is the only place that really I, I've got more roots than any mm-hmm. other place because this this was our final retirement here, you know, mm-hmm. after he had the stroke when we were went back to Houston and he just opened his law practice and had the stroke and, and then as soon as the doctors gave us the all clear mm-hmm. that that he would be okay for us to take this move, that's when we he he decided he wanted to live here near my mother. You were together for a very long time and he he passed away Twenty-seven years ago. Oh, let's see. I think it's a little bit. Let's see. He passed away in eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Because I know you and David were the only grandchildren mm-hmm. that that he really knew. And if you remember the picture upstairs there, the yeah, the, yeah. the last Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because your mother was pregnant with Michael then, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth with David. Mm-hmm. Not not David, but William. Uh, Willie. Yeah. 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 When you lost Pink, did you, how did you, who did you, who did you lean on? God. Yeah. God. Because that's, really, when you lose someone, it's your soulmate. Mm. It's very, very hard. Very hard. Yeah. And you realize all of a sudden it's just you, mm-hmm. just you. But then, if, with a little faith, honey, you know you can make it. Mm-hmm. You know you can make it. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. So th- there, there was never any question that you wanted to remarry or... If I had met someone, mm-hmm. I would have. Mm-hmm. If I had met someone that really was... But it it just I mean I 
I wasn't out looking for someone right. or what have you. But had I met someone that, that really and truly, I, because Pickle um, always lived in my heart, mm -hmm. but no, I, I would have loved the companionship. Sure. I, I, I would have. I, I wish I could have, mm -hmm. because it's it's not easy <laughs> being as old as I am and living alone. Yeah. Because you know it's 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 just little things. You know when you can't open a bottle top, <laughs> when, when you, or, or things that, that you no longer uh, your body is your body uh, gets tired and it just doesn't work right. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, it would be it would be so much easier. You know, uh, not not that you want somebody to do things for you or anything no, like that. Course, I mean, yeah. it, just, it, it 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 just be easy. You know, just, it'd be nice to have somebody to talk to at night and and uh, or go out to dinner with or what have you. There, you know. No, I, I definitely, if I had met someone, honey, would have married. Yeah. Do, when do you find yourself thinking about him? Oh, when I look up there at his picture. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, uh, uh, little things, honey. I'll hear an old song or mm -hmm. something that was ours, and yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, things just pop into your mind, just pop into your mind, honey. All of me, why not take all of me? Can't you see, I'm no good without you. If you were, do you think, do you think things would have, you would have done anything differently if, it, if you were a teenager in, you know, like the 1980s, do you think you would have pursued art or, or done anything differently? I don't know, honey. I've, I've always... Not that you have any regrets. No, no, no. I, uh, I certainly think that I, I, I would. I've always been ambitious, <laughs> and and I mean, as far as some kids that you know really have no focus, I think I've always been pretty focused. Yeah. Pretty focused, and and I. No, I. I I, I still I still wish that I could have done a lot of things that I couldn't couldn't do. But I mean I'm I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very content. Yeah, yeah. I'm very content. <laughs> yeah. And because I've got I've got both of there's there's your dad there with a doctorate mm -hmm. and Bill with a fantastic I won't say job a business yeah, uh, yeah. as a as a music promoter mm -hmm. and of course. I love my daughter, mm -hmm. and it's just I'm well pleased. I mean, I, I, and 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 I think they all love me. They, they, they do. They, yeah. they, 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 act, they act like it. Yeah. Anyway, they 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 act like it. <laughs> yeah, of course. I th I think your 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 life is very rich. But, and but I I love my children. Mm -hmm. They're very important to me, mm -hmm. and of course, each one wants to be. Top of the line, you know. That, yeah. And you love me the most. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love you all. You're all different. You're all different. Yeah. <laughs> but but I love each one of you. <laughs> I'm I'm 31, and I feel like 
every year I seem to kind of understand things a little bit more and get more comfortable with myself is the question is like as you continue to get as you get older does that do you exponentially feel better about yourself or what is that I don't, I don't I, know what I'm yeah. asking really well well honey I'm, I'm very content mm-hmm. I'm very content I feel very blessed that I've been on this earth this many years mm-hmm. this many years and um, would you like to know my secret for old age? Yes. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> it's no joke. Okay. You just keep breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, what, were you, what were you doing when you were 31? Being a good, a good mother in a house. Uh, <laughs> being a good mother and a, and a uh, uh, housewife and... Mm. and, and just enjoying life and playing bridge and <laughs> do, you, do you remember what used to stress you out when you were in your 30s well i had elizabeth when i was 32 so <laughs> and that that being that and of course your 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 father was born about 18 months before that mm-hmm. they were they were bonus children bonus children because right. there was 9 years difference between bill and mm-hmm. charles and and it's just uh, no, I just loving life. Yeah, just loving life. Is that I keep my glass half full, honey. <laughs> is that is that your your um, if you had to give life advice, would that be your advice to 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 see everything with a glass half full and to just enjoy everything? I I really I really think that laughter mm-hmm. and contentment. And just being satisfied with your own self, honey, mm-hmm. is is uh, that's one of the most wonderful things in life. Because worry is like sitting in a rocking chair; mm-hmm. you just keep rocking and rocking, but you don't get anywhere. You don't <laughs> yeah. get anywhere, and you you can't you can't. Uh, what good is it gonna do? Mm-hmm. What good is it going to do? Yeah. How do you, how do you I, stop I, worrying? I feel, I feel like, how do you stop worrying? I said, well, you know, if there's something I can do about this thing, mm-hmm. then I'll do it. But you know, there's not a darn thing I can do to fix it. Mm-hmm. Nothing I can do to fix it. So it is what it is, mm-hmm. and I just have to do what I have to do. It seems like you, that's, that's, that's one of the great things about you, is that you don't let people tell you what makes you happy and how to live your life and it, it also seems like you don't refer to other people well, for the best well, way to live I feel, I feel like that you just have to, have to face reality with yourself mm-hmm. with yourself you know your own needs nobody knows your needs nobody knows your thoughts mm-hmm. nobody knows your heart yeah and we shouldn't judge people because we don't know mm-hmm. we haven't walked in their shoes mm-hmm. we haven't walked in their shoes and I think that do unto others as you would have them do unto you is the greatest thing because mm-hmm. if you're going to have neighbors, you've got to be a neighbor. You've got to love people. I love people. Yeah. I love people. Now, a lot of times I don't love some of the things they do. Mm-hmm. I don't love what they do. But I still love them as far as, I mean, they're, they're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like all of us. But um, uh, I know I can't change them. Mm-hmm. But... When, when something like that, when they get impossible sometimes, and I enjoy being separated from them. <laughs> sure. But uh, 
it's it's just life's too short and too sweet and too good mm-hmm. to go through life just being ugly. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you always been so comfortable with yourself and had such a such a good relationship with yourself? I think it has grown over the years, honey. Mm-hmm. I think it's grown over the years. But I've always had friends and love people. It's just like I told you this morning, you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. You never stop learning. If you do, you, <laughs> you're just up a blank, a blank wall there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 use, I, I learn something new practically every day, mm-hmm. practically every day. Whether it's through reading or television or talking to someone or what have you, yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't keep your mind active or your body, mm-hmm. you lose it. Mm-hmm. You're a uh, voracious reader. What are your yeah. favorite books? Well, I I start out in the morning with my meditations. Do you? <laughs> what, what 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 uh, what kind of meditations? Okay, I, I have my I, I read. My devotionals, mm-hmm. they, they're my devotionals, honey, and they, uh, I've got several, several books, mm-hmm. and, and I always uh, read in those devotionals, it gives the scriptures, I always read the scriptures, you know, to fill in them, I, I read about, I've got uh, old, several that I do every morning, and then, then mm-hmm. I, then I, the first thing I do is when I get up is I look at that beautiful view I've got out there mm-hmm. and I think oh my goodness what a beautiful place <laughs> you put me Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean really, really I mean you know to be in a place like this because I could be in some old assisted living over there mm-hmm. <laughs> some nursing home or what have you yeah. but, but to have the view that I have I mean you look out and there's a there's a sun rising and, and the beautiful water and the birds mm. and the dolphins, you, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, swimming by out it's there, yeah. it, it is gorgeous, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that I can still get up and I, mm. I can still be here and enjoy the view. Yeah. And then I do, then I read my devotionals, and then I, then I have my prayers, and I pray for all my grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> you know who do they you are. Some, do you have specific prayers for each of them? Huh? Do you have specific prayers, or do you just say, "God, God, help David, William, Aaron"? Uh, well, so, sometimes it's help. Sometimes it's mercy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's safety. Mm. I mean, just be with my grandchildren. Be with my grandchildren. But each one is named. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and obviously, probably extra attention given to me. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. What I used to tell you. That <laughs> I was your favorite granddaughter. Yeah. Back when you yeah. only had one yeah, granddaughter. I know now. I've got two favorites. I've got two favorites. So you and I, you and I know the truth. <laughs> got two favorites, honey. What, what's, no, your, so, what, what's your favorite book to read for fun? Is there a book oh, that you ever oh, go back to? Oh, right, right now I'm reading. What's it? What's it? That outlander said it. Oh, uh, the, uh, yeah, you were showing me last night. No, 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 no. The, the one that the series is going on. Oh, the Highlander? Uh-huh. Oh, Outlander. Oh, like the yeah. time-traveling yeah. Highlander? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, I'm, in fact, I'm up to almost the last book. Jenny just sent me the last two. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but I love it because there's so much history in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> but 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 I I really love mysteries. Yeah. And I I, I, I like when I'm with my reading, I like something I just kind of lose myself in. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite movie? Do you my have a favorite, favorite movie? movie? My favorite movie. Well, <laughs> some of the older movies are my are my favorites. In fact, mm-hmm. the, the other night, I don't know what made me do it, but I saw where uh, Steel Magnolias was, yeah. was on. So <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to put that on the genie. So yeah. I, I saw it, I re- looked at it, and I tell you, it brought back many memories. And, and it was... Uh, I thought a very touching movie, mm-hmm. very touching movie. Armadillo cake. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, armadillo cake. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd make. <laughs> I, did, I I made an armadillo cake. Did you? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> there was a birthday but, party, and someone <clears throat> wanted me to make that cake. But no, and it reminds me so much of the little beauty shop here that I go to. <laughs> yeah. Because there were, there was myself and and three more mm-hmm. of us old. Old women from the, from my church up there. We all, we all, we all they were. I'm the only one left now. Mm. So I said, <laughs> bless their hearts, said they've gone on with their maker. But but uh, uh, I get so amused at some of the conversations yeah. <laughs> that go on there until it's 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 funny. It's funny. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, song, or what are some of your favorite songs? Oh, gee, 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 gee. What are some of my favorite songs? I really love classical music, mm-hmm. and I love instrumental more than I do the lyrics. Right. That's what I love to do when I'm reading, is put on classical music very low and read. That's nice. <laughs> I like that, too. Uh, what's your favorite holiday? Easter, I guess. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? It means a lot to me. Yeah. He is risen. <laughs> That's good. Um, let's see. And, of course, yeah. it's, it's... I guess I like all of them, Eric, as sure. far as that goes. <laughs> I mean, and, and, of course, they, you, they meant more to me in the years past because mm. when you live by yourself, I mean, without without you are with the children or something, mm. which I'm not complaining about, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Then it's so much fun when you came home Christmas. Yeah, that was, was so fun. much fun, so yeah. much fun. And just like when we all got together on the Thanksgiving thing, mm. it was fun, it was fun. Yeah. To have all the family here. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, all of, all of them have their meanings. All of them have their meanings. Yeah. Before before we end, um, thank you again for talking to me. I appreciate it. Um, I weirdly more nervous in this interview than I than I thought I would be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, even though we've been talking so much and gossiping, no. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been very fun. Um, do you do you have any? Uh, I don't know. This is very. This is a very selfish question. But do you have any advice for me specifically? No, because I'm so proud of you. I think you're doing. <laughs> I think you're doing exactly what you want to do, 
and you, you're very talented, and I'm just proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You're very focused. You have been since you were a child, honey. Thank you. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you were not messy with glitter. <laughs> No, 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 that that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny because you you were always so artistic, honey. Until I, I guess I just I was, I was just thrilled with what you were doing, and and for you to never never change that path. Thank you, Mima. And you helped me dye my hair red the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and we got in trouble because we, we got did. we got it on Daddy's bathroom wall. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, that's one of my favorite <laughs> memories. That and all just the, yeah, dur during that time, just but, having you there was so nice. But you know, it was, it was just so wonderful having a little granddaughter. Yeah, your favorite granddaughter. <laughs> Hear that, Emma? <laughs> no, now, now, Emma, don't you get jealous, don't, <laughs> because you're both favorites. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I love you so much, Mima. Thanks for uh, chatting with me. Well, I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much to my Mima for sitting down with me. Happy birthday to you. You are wonderful. And uh, I am so happy to have you in my life. If you would like to uh, send me an email, you can email thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me. My uh, Twitter is at Erin McGathy. Uh, you can also leave a message or a, a review on iTunes. I have, a, I have a lovely new review here from Jake F. Five stars. Yes. Hell yes. This show, its concept, and host are all beautiful. Long live discomfort and amazing revelatory discussions of that thing that ruins our lives and tosses us in and out of ecstasy and kills us and changes us even when we don't want it. Thank you uh, for that super kind review. Uh, yeah, please, please review the show. And that, that will help people um, listen to it. Yeah. And if you, if you happen to have a message uh, for my Meemaw, um, it is her birthday. If you want to say anything uh, kind at all to her, you can send that to thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com and I will make sure that he, she, just call my Mima he. Uh, who cares? Gender's over. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Megath Attack. GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere. Which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, you guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. I, uh, listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. <laughs> Geico, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app.